As the high school football season rolls on, we've got you covered. It's on the way. It's high enough. It's long enough. It's good. It's oh, my good. goodness. It's good. They win it. They win it. Are you kidding me? What a game. Woo! This is Next Round Preps on the Double Down Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, John Lunsford and Jerry Young. And welcome in to another week of Next Round Preps right here on nextroundlive.com. John Lunsford joined, as always, by Jerry Young. And Jerry, last week we had a game that we thought might be a little bit of a closer matchup as Thompson uh, and really every team across the state stepped into non-region play. We had Thompson at Mountain Brook, and it was just, you know, same song. Let's see, what is this, six first in a row? That's right. Um, 51 to nothing. Thompson beat undefeated Mountain Brook. Um, You know, Mountain Brook still could make a little bit of a run in 6A. Who knows? But Thompson proving, once again, they're just way too much to handle. Yeah, and I was surprised as much as anybody because I really thought Mountain Brook would be the one team that might score at least 10 points or more on Thompson. But they couldn't even get off, uh, you know, hardly across the midfield most of the night. And – I don't know what to say about Thompson. You know, Josh Bean wrote an article this week that compared them to a Viger team from the 80s or sometime and made the point, is this the best high school football team that's ever been assembled in the state of Alabama? Of course, you and I watch them every week. We'd have to say yes right now. I don't know where they're weak. I mean, there's not a place on offense or defense where you can point to and say, let's try to exploit that weakness. There's not one for Thompson. Yeah, the defensive line is phenomenal. D1 athletes all across the board. The secondary is great. Quarterback play, Connor Harrell going to North Carolina. Running backs, there's there's four deep uh, that it could you know really carry the ball and start for any high school in the state. Offensive line is strong. Receiving core is strong, especially with those three that transferred in uh, from Spain Park. So it, like you said, it's hard to pick a weak point. And we'll see when Thompson plays Hoover. That's going to be their, their biggest competition. And you know, it's it's Thompson one, Hoover two. No shock there in the ASWA rankings. Um, you know, Hewitt dropped when they lost, and I thought Hewitt was going to be the first test. It's the closest test so far, forty-two to nine, but still a blowout. And then I thought Mount Brook might even be more of a test, just because they're a good team. They're a playoff team from seven A region three in years past, even though they've dropped down to six A now. Um, but you know, Hewitt dropped down to six, Mountain Brook dropped down to six. So I guess it's just a, a number four killer because both of them dropped from four to six. And you know, Mount, like I said, Mount Brook's still a good six A team, and and you know they dropped to about where I think they probably should be. Um, you know, right behind a team like Helena who had a big win this week, but. I mean, Thompson flexes their muscles every single week, and we're all counting down to that final week when they take on Hoover. But Hoover, meanwhile, had a big game. They went down to Prattville. They won 35-16 over uh, – was that the score? Uh, over Prattville. You know, flexed their muscles from Region 3, showing, look, the top two teams from Region 3 are the top two teams in the state. And we're waiting for Prattville to get back. We're waiting for them to get up and compete with Central Phoenix City, with Auburn, who play each other this week. We'll preview that in a second. But Prattville just couldn't get it done against Hoover. Well, you know, if you take Central Phoenix City and Auburn out of the equation, I mean, those two teams stand out in the southern part of the state more than anybody. Of course, you and I always talk about, you know, the the south part of the state so much better when Foley's strong, when Prattville's strong. Foley's dropped off again this year. Prattville's made a run, but that score shows me just how far Prattville still has to go. So with Hoover just squeaking by Oak Mountain, staying in 7A just a minute, John, 
You know, Oak Mountain is still on Thompson's schedule for a couple of weeks from now. I think uh, it's Vestavia this week and then Gadsden City and then Oak Mountain. So that's a game right before Hoover that Thompson might get called for looking ahead maybe a little bit to Hoover. That's a – that's a tough little ball game. I think Oak Mountain's a sleeper in 7A Region 3. I don't disagree. I mean, we saw what they did to Hoover last season. It was a three-point game in the playoffs this season, a seven-point game in the regular season. The thing about Oak Mountain, Thompson does get them at home um, at least, but the thing about Oak Mountain is in the past they've been able to slow the game down and keep a team like Thompson from putting points on the board like they have. Now, Thompson's done it on defense. They've done it on special teams, and then, of course, they put plenty of points up on offense as well, but – if you can slow the game down, you can keep it close, and that's what Oak Mountain does against good teams like Hoover and potentially Thompson. We'll see. Elsewhere in the state, like I mentioned, Prattville, that was a big game uh, taking on Hoover. Opelika, they took on Central Phoenix City, the top team out of that region. We'll see who the top team really is between Auburn and them. Uh, Opelika, Central Phoenix City, Central won that one big, 38-7. to Auburn, they went up north take on Bob Jones and uh, Bob Jones lost that one 42 to 21. So Central and Auburn are still the top two teams there. We're waiting for Prattville to come back, but it's kind of like in region three. Hoover and Thompson are so good. Whoever that third team is, isn't bad. Hewitt's not bad. Oak Mountain's not bad. Right. It's just, there's two, you know, two crazy strong teams at the top. I'd probably say the same thing for Region 2. Central and Auburn are just two crazy good teams at the top, and that's why they've been in the state championship game the last three years against teams like Thompson. And Auburn going to Bob Jones validates what we just said. The north part of the state, other than those two schools, Auburn and Phoenix City, are, are still, in my opinion, has more of the top state. Let's move to 6A just a minute. A game that everybody's been talking about this week. Helena and McAdory went to two overtimes. Helena ended up winning it 41-35. to That puts them at 6-0 and overall, 3-0 and in that region. But, uh, you know, I never expected Helena to be that good. I don't think anybody did. But to me, this validates that they deserve to be there. Yeah, Helena, a team last year, I've mentioned it, I feel like nonstop that I think they had a chance to win that region last year. They had a COVID forfeit against Pelham, who they beat uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, had they gotten that win, which I think they would have, they would have won the region and they would have been the top seed there. Instead, they dropped down to not even having a home game um, in that playoff because of having that forfeit loss. And McAdory, a team that kind of surprised me this season, they beat St. Paul's to start off with. They crushed Homewood after Homewood got up to a big lead on them in the first half. And, and those are both losses they had last year. So um, McAdory getting a win over a team like McAdory, who's kind of back now, Bar Sessions has left. Um, you know, new coaching staff in there trying to get McAdory back to where they were back, um, you know, the mid-2000s when they were, you know, making runs to state championships. Um, it, it's good to see McAdory back. And that's a tough region there with Hueytown and Hillcrest, Tuscaloosa and, and Northridge all being very good. But, I, you know, both of those teams still ranked in the top ten, and I think rightfully so. And Helena got one one interesting thing. They, they play Chilton County, Calera, and Stanhope Elmore to end their season. So the, the – uh, Schedule definitely favors Helena. That's a region to title. Be, uh, you know, in the in the top of that region, so they're going to get good pairings in the playoffs, and that's going to be interesting. Speaking of playoffs, uh, about bracket time, isn't it? It is. After this week, I'll have everything out there. One A through seven A alpreps.com. I'll put it there. We'll also tweet out links to that as well. And you know, as I've looked at the brackets, and nothing really changed this week. I mean, it'll help with tiebreakers once I get down to those crazy stupid tiebreakers here uh, in a couple of weeks when I'm having to do that but you know this is a week that let me think okay there are teams maybe who shouldn't be in the bracket right now because they have one win or they have no wins but they got that win in non-region play and they have that easier schedule like you said Helena has there towards the end 
Chelsea, a team like that in Region 5 and, and 6A, they're going to make the playoffs, but they hadn't won a game until this past week when they beat a team like Pelham. Uh, Pelham, a team who was playing really well, they drop a little bit in my opinion. So when I do the bracketology, I'm going to look at those teams and say, where do I think they will end up? Where are they mathematically right now? It, that's two different things because one's opinion, one's statistically fact. And so I'll kind of go through that. And look, I can you know, pencil Thompson and Hoover in. It's the top two seeds. I'll put Thompson number one right now because they're the number one team in the state. That could easily flip. But either way, those are going to be your top two teams for the most part, barring crazy upsets for either one of them. Um, so I'll go through I'll go, I'll go through and do that. I have 6A and 7A up already on the, on the website, alepreps.com. But I'll go through and do 1A through 7A, have every single classification. And, you know, we have interesting results in lower classifications too. I know we focus usually on the bigger schools, especially 7A Region 3 here. But, um, you know, uh, a, a region like 5A Region 1 with UMS Wright and St. Paul's and Faith Academy, UMS Wright, Faith Academy, take each other on this week. So that could right. totally change depending on what that result is. Absolutely. To finish up some of the other scores that we kind of highlighted in week five or week six, however you count it, uh, non-region week is the best way to put it. Bibb County lost their second game in a row to Andalusia, 25 nothing. That was a shocker to me. Briarwood Christian keeps rolling over Morden Jordan, 38-22. Chelsea beat Pelham 31-28, to as you mentioned. Pinson Valley rebounds. Uh, not used to seeing a Ramsey team get beat with a goose egg, but they beat them 17 to nothing. And Baldwin County over Foley, which was a shocker to me. Baldwin County, a 6A team, a 2-2 two and two record. They go and play a 7A team at their home at Foley, and Foley could not get the win 49-28. to I think we mentioned all the rest of them. Gadsden City took care of Oxford, but Oxford played them close 17-9. to So that's some of the games from last week that we had highlighted just to talk about. Yeah, you mentioned Baldwin County, 6A Region 1, 7A Region 1. Foley, we talked about, can they potentially move themselves up? This isn't going to hurt them necessarily. You know, Foley losing the game, it's not necessarily going to help Baldwin County. But those two regions being nine-team regions, you could get to crazy tiebreakers down there, and there's going to be some big games coming up, uh, especially one in 6A Region 1 we'll bring up to preview. But, um, you know, those results do matter. It does kind of help set the stage for this final week or, or this final uh, half of the, the season starting this week. Um, you know, and, and those – regions are going to play region games until the end it's not going to be a, a week 10 hey we'll take it off or we'll play some non-region game to get us ready for the playoffs it's going to be region play all the way up until the end we'll preview some of these really really big games coming up like i said big ones in uh the south big ones here in birmingham big ones all across the state when we get back right here on next round preps Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry, we know how valuable your time is. So if it's a crown you need, let us take care of it with our same-day crown service. We have the latest technology allowing us to build your custom crown right here in our office while you wait. Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry is here to serve you. Albritton and Artavino are easy to find. Exit 238, that's the Alabaster exit, next door to American Family Care, or call them at 205-664-7610. Hey everyone, this is Chris Stewart, and I want to tell you about a show I'm proud to be a part of, spotlighting Alabama high school athletes. It's called High School Sports Weekly, presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic, and it can be found on Facebook Watch as well as YouTube. We release videos each month spotlighting athletes that have unique stories of triumph and perseverance, as well as coaches, family members, and teachers that have helped them along the way. 
We also spend time meeting players and coaches of all sports throughout the entire school year. So be sure to follow us on Facebook or just Google High School Sports Weekly to watch these amazing stories. That's High School Sports Weekly presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic. Welcome back in to Next Round Preps. We've taken a look at the games from this past week in non-region play. We'll get back to region play now as things will uh, get a little clearer when it comes to the playoff picture, unless people really want to try to mess with my bracketology and make it even muddier because everybody just starts beating everybody. And uh, before we get to some of the bigger classification games, one of those games that could make things very muddy is down south. We mentioned it. Uh, Faith Academy St. Paul's, they played a couple weeks ago. St. Paul's getting that win, kind of riding the ship there. UMS Wright, they're taking on Faith Academy. UMS Wright already has the win over St. Paul. So, um, you know, UMS Wright wins. It's clear they're going to be the top team in that region. Faith Academy will end up dropping down to third. Faith Academy wins. You all of a sudden have a three-way tie for first place. And this is when I start thinking, oh, man, I can't believe I'm having to go through and look at all these tiebreakers again. UMS Wright getting a win over T.R. Miller last week. That's a big win for them. Um, I don't know Faith Academy's non-region wins off the top of my head, but they had a really strong start to the season. But two really good teams down there in the south, three private schools down there who are all really, really strong in Class 5A. I agree. And staying in Class 5A, John, let's talk about Leeds a second. They're ranked number three in the state, 6-0. and Of course, uh, we knew they had a big coaching change a couple of years ago, and obviously Jerry Hood is doing the job he was hired to do. Yeah, Leeds is – I'm not going to say back yet. we got to see what they do in the playoffs this season. Um, you know, But he ha- definitely has them back on the radar, like you said. They're a, they're a top-five team. They're at number three. And un- unbeaten, you know, behind Pike Road, who is pound-for-pound uh, pound, maybe the best team in the state. They're right there with Thompson in terms of the competition they play in the classification there. And they jump from 3A to 5A, and they are just destroying everybody. Pleasant Grove, their only uh, loss this season is a forfeit loss they had to give up to Oxford, but um, you know, still a strong team. So those are the two teams ahead of Leeds. Centerpoint, a team that usually can compete fairly well and be okay. They'll, uh, you know, depending on what happens this season with uh, Alexandria, they could potentially get a home game if they're able to win this one. I like to go through, and this is of course just for fun. This has no no gambling aspect to it, but just for fun, I like to plug the teams into kind of a mathematical uh, formula and see where they are and kind of set, hey, what should the spread be on this? the over-under just to look at it from a who scores what how many points kind of standpoint and it, it punched back that center point should win the game so this is strictly looking from a t- statistical standpoint and you say well Leeds has no losses center point has two losses how is that possible strictly based on common opponents and I had people come at me on Twitter when I said that it's like that's there's no way Leeds should easily win this game I probably agree with you. I probably would take leads in this game, but it came back a center point, a touchdown favorite um, in this one solely because of common opponents because Leeds has played opponents a little closer. So I'll be very interested to see how that one happens, but should be a good game down there in Class 5A. Moving on to 6A, though. 6A and 7A, a lot of big matchups coming up. Um, before we get to games closer, I do want to mention Saraland at Spanish Fort. Big game down in 6A Region 1. Um, you know, Saraland struggled a little bit this season. They finally got to play Hewitt, got crushed by Hewitt. Um, um, expected a little bit of a better game there. Saraland's had a good defense in the past. Spanish Fort has always had a good defense. Lena Spanish Fort here. My little formula spit out Spanish Fort minus 24. So it uh, should be a big win for Spanish Fort. But this potentially for the region title down there. Let's move to Shades Valley and Briarwood. The only reason I marked this down on this week is because uh, Briarwood Christian, they might get caught looking ahead to Mountain Brook a little bit, overlook Shades Valley. But remember, Shades Valley is now coached by Ruben Nelson. And he's going to win. He's one and four this year, but 
he's going to be a good team. Matthew Forrester, of course, the coach at Broward Christian, and it just like it hadn't changed between him and Fred Yancey. A team close to your heart, John. Homewood 4-1 and one, playing Huffman, a 1-5 team. But Homewood's only loss is to McAdory this year. Yeah, Homewood's been um, up and down this season, I would say. They have a lot of wins, but a lot of close wins. Chelsea, they almost let them come back and, and tie that game and go to overtime after they're up 28 to nothing at halftime. Um, kicked a field goal to beat Hillcrest Tuscaloosa. Held on. Had a missed field goal from Vestavia to win that game. So the record's good. The win's not super impressive, as bad as it pains me to say. Um, you know, I think Homewood gets this win. Poor Huffman last week was on the receiving end of Hewitt Trussell after Hewitt Trussell got beat that bad by Thompson. So obviously they won that one big, but yeah, I expect Homewood to get an easy enough win here against Huffman. A sleeper, Jackson Olin, 5-0. and They travel to Clay Chalkville, who is also 5-0, and ranked number one. Of course, uh, well, they're not ranked number one. They're ranked number two this week behind Spanish Fort. Yeah, but- Sp- Spanish Fort's been number one. I think Clay's the best team in the state. Just the way they played, the way they have destroyed everybody. But Jackson Olin is a sneaky, undefeated team. They're sitting at 5-0. and They're behind a team like Mountain Brook, who lost 51 to nothing last week to Thompson. I know they're stepping up to 7A, and Jackson Olin had overtime on Saturday to beat Fairfield. That was a game. There was a, They heard gunshots, and so they had to postpone the game, and then they picked up Saturday. And I think four downs were played, and it was over, and Jackson Olin won. But, um, you know, Jackson Olin, honestly, I'm kind of shocked they're undefeated at this point. They beat Pinson Valley. That was kind of a, a big win for them to say, okay, wait a minute. Maybe Jackson Olin is that second seed. Where does that put Pinson? Where does that put Gardendale in that region? But I think Clay Chalkville wakes them up this week. My little formula spit out Clay Chalkville winning by 25. I probably agree with that. Stuart Foley, the new coach at Mortimer Jordan, has two or three record. He'll be traveling and taking his team to Pinson Valley to play uh, Sam Shade and his group. Uh, Sam Shade in his second season at Pinson Valley. I got that one marked down as Pinson Valley, but could be a good ball game. Yeah, Penson's got to win this one to at least a third because they beat Gardendale. So, uh, like I said, kind of behind J.O. and, and Clay. And I, look, if J.O. lost a second game after Clay – it wouldn't shock me, and I'm not. They hadn't lost Clay yet, but I think they're going to lose to Clay. Um, so Pinson could still work their way into a home game if they get a win in this uh, crucial region game. All right, let's move to seven A, John. There's some big matchups. Uh, probably the least of these matchups: Tuscaloosa County and Gadsden City. The only reason that I really think Gadsden City will really put it on Tuscaloosa County is because Tuscaloosa has to travel all the way to Gadsden City. Be the first time those kids have gone that far on a on a game this year and i i just kind of think that might affect him um enterprise and prattville i've got that on there enterprise still undefeated at five and oh prattville's got a chance now to make a real statement like they have for a couple of games this year but jb wallace of course in his first year's only losses to hoover and albert both respectable losses will this be a respectable loss if they lose to enterprise I think so. Enterprise is a team that, um, you know, has still played all right. They're five and one. Um, you know, th- this I think will be their second loss, and they have Central after that, I believe. So their one loss is uh, – or Enterprise – excuse me, Prideville has, has Central after this. Um, their one loss is two Central, Enterprises is, and they have Auburn at the end of the season. You know, if they're able to beat Prattville, that puts Enterprise in a position to fight Auburn. I'm leaning in the direction of Central. We'll talk about Central Auburn in a second. But if Central gets the win over Auburn, that puts Enterprise in a position to potentially get a home game. If Prattville wins, that puts them in a position to get a home game should they beat Central. Um, Still a lot to go in this region. And uh, I do think Auburn and Central are the top two teams. But Prattville, 
I think should get this win. It's a close one. Um, I have it as like a four point, four or five point game between these two, and with Prattville winning. Uh, but I think Prattville wins a close one, and then Prattville, the guy, get ready for a big matchup against Central Phoenix City on the road the next week. Oak Mountain travels to Spain Park. I look for Oak Mountain to come out of there with a big win. They won last year, forty-eight to seventeen, coming off of that so loss to Hoover. That was a good ball game, by the way. Hoover just beat them 28-21. All right, let's talk about Thompson and Vestavia, a game you and I will be calling. Uh, Thompson, of course, with the shutouts. The interesting fact about Thompson, and I know we probably have mentioned this, but they have scored 310 points this year to their opponent's 12. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. Vestavia coming in with a 1-4 and four record. You don't, on paper, you don't think Vestavia should even show up. But that's why they play these games. It's 7A Region 3 football. Vestavia been playing better of late. So will they be the team, the first team to give Thompson a little bit of a game? Yeah, Vestavia's first three games, 3.7 points, 6 points. They put up 14 against Oak Mountain, who those games usually aren't ever high scoring against Oak Mountain like we saw with Hoover. But then Tuscaloosa County, it was almost identical to what happened with Thompson and Tuscaloosa County. Now, I think it's more about Tuscaloosa County more so than Vestavia being on the same level as Thompson. There's only so many points you can score in a time game. And Thompson, don't forget, we had the running clock in the second half. It could have potentially even been worse than that if the clock hadn't run 20 straight minutes off because there were 10-minute quarters also. Right. So, you know, how bad could that game have gotten? I don't know. Did they run on the clock in the Tuscaloosa County game. I don't know if they did that or not, but it's still got to be a nice momentum builder to get 50 on Tuscaloosa County on the road. You have a week off. You're coming home to host the number one team in the state, one of the top teams in the country. You know, if I had to give an over-under on points scored by Vestavia, you know, would I get to double digits? I don't know if I quite go that far, but, um, you know, I think if this was a 42-7 win, which wouldn't be quite as impressive as some of the, some of the others, or if it was a 38-3 to win or something like that, a little lower scoring, it wouldn't shock me necessarily. Thompson, they've been playing, you know, uh, straight weeks. They don't have that off week like a lot of teams had last week. And so Vestavia's a little more rest. Thompson's a little more tired after putting a beating on a team like Mountain Brook, which, by the way, going into that game, you mentioned how good Thompson's defense is. Thompson's defense was, I want to say, like three or four because there's some small classifications that have all, had all shut out so far. But for major classification schools, let's say 5A+, plus, they were number one. Mountain Brook was number two. Then they put up 51 points on the number two defense right. and held the, you know, that team to – Mountain Brook, I want to say, was like maybe 10th in, in 6A in scoring, and they held them to zero. So, um, you know, not going to be a win for Vestavia by any means, I don't think. But if they kept it a little closer and if, you know, Thompson has a little more of a sleepwalk of a game, wouldn't totally shock me. Well, here's one thing, and it's this is such a small thing to be such a big thing. The school administration – shows up every Thursday at practice with zero bars to give out to the Thompson players when they hold an opponent scoreless. You know, they play hard for that zero candy bar, I'm going to tell you. And so they know that they have the ability to shut out a Vestavia team who hasn't put many points on the board this year. I don't know what. I just think that little zero bar might be the difference. All right, we got two two matchups this this, this week, John. Both of them are – equally as big you gotta let's start let's stay in uh region three right now with seven a hewitt trustful five and one their only losses to thompson they go to hoover to play at the met hoover six and oh of course hoover uh won that game last year 29 to 28 a one-point game and hoover leads a series 18 to four so looking at that you would say all hoover i'm going to tell you what hewitt trustful's got a good football team 
Hewitt Russell's got a good football team, no doubt. Um, you know, Hoover's Hoover, and every stat you throw out, Hoover's probably going to be leading in it. Even against a team like Thompson, just historically, that you know, Hoover's going to be that top team. And when you talk about who's the greatest team ever uh, in the state, you mentioned the 88 Viger team that Josh Bean brought up. You know, we're leaning towards this Thompson team being one of the best seasons not over, but we'll see. I like my 2005 Homewood team as, as a bias pick uh, who ran the table and had tons of D1 recruits on it. But, you know, Hoover is always the one you have to say, well, there's got to be a Hoover team in there. It's got to be multiple Hoover teams in there. It's being the best ever. And, you know, is this Hoover team that? I don't know. The way they've played some of these games, struggling to get Gaston City early. Um, you know, Vest- the Vestavia game was somewhat close, a close Oak Mountain game. Hewitt hadn't really had a struggle except one half against Spain Park and then Thompson, which you understand. Um, and I'll say the Thompson game, everybody saw that score and said, man, Hewitt's not as good as I thought. Instead of saying, man, Thompson is just that much better than I thought. At least everybody I talked to said, this should have been a good game because Hewitt's supposed to be a good team. Now, I'll agree, Hewitt's supposed to be a good team, and we're waiting for them to break through and be a top-two team out of that region, to be a team playing in the Super 7 instead of Hoover or Thompson. Um, who knows when that'll happen? It may be this year. They may beat Hoover, and they may finish second in the region, and they may make going to run in the playoffs. Who knows? We'll see. But that Thompson game was more about Thompson being just such a good team because Hewitt was not a bad team at all. And that game was not, you know, Thompson didn't pull away till later on in the game. The first quarter, you see Hewitt come out. They finally punch Thompson in the mouth for the first time uh, all season and say, well, okay, Hewitt's got some athletes. They got a good offensive line. They got really good athletes, uh, you know, uh, in the backfield. They got a good defense. And then they get the score turned out how it did. I kind of see the same thing with this Hoover game. Hewitt can come out. Hewitt can punch Hoover in the mouth. They can go toe-to-toe for a little while. In the second half, Hoover turns it on. Hoover wins by, you know, 20 points or so, and that's what the final score ends up being. That's the way I see this one going. Well, I'm going to go opposite. I think Hewitt Trussell's got a chance to upset Hoover. We'll see if that happens. Now, we go down south to Region 2. The two teams that we all talk about, Central Phoenix City 6-0, they travel to Auburn, which is a great stadium to play in there at Auburn, and the name escapes me right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, now duck, that you're saying that. something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a great stadium anyway. Auburn 6-0. Keith Etheridge, of course, takes over at Auburn. Patrick Nix, of course, at Central Phoenix City, two of the best coaches in the state going head-to-head. Last year, Auburn beat them 35-17. to the difference in this is it's clear sailing for Auburn. Uh, if they win, they've got Smith Station Enterprise left in the region, okay? So I say that's clear sailing. On the other hand, Central Phoenix City, um, you know, they still got to play a Prattville team, even though it's not uh, as important, you wouldn't think. But this ball game to me is matching up to be the tightest ball game of any game in the state. Yeah, Duck Sanford Stadium. I drive past it all Thank the time you. when we're down there. You drive right past it because it's not far from the campus of Auburn University. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a tight game. I have Central by a touchdown in this one. You know, the the scoring for Auburn has been good lately. Started good against Park, Park Crossing. Struggled against Opelika. Only put, put up 16. Struggled against Prattville. Only put up 20. I say they struggled. They won both of those games, even though they were uh, close games. A two-point game against Opelika and a six against Prattville. But since then, they've turned it on. 49 against Dothan. 40 against Jeff Davis. 42 against Bob Jones. Another 7-8 team in non-region play. Um, you know, Central last year when Patrick Nix came in, of course, replacing a, a legendary coach like Jamie DeBose, who's moved on to Georgia. When he came in and there was a little bit of a struggle at first, I thought, okay, it's just going to be a good match. You know, he doesn't have Bo playing for him anymore. Now, Caleb, I remember watching Caleb just, you know, warming up before the, the game in Pinson in, in both senior year when they played in the state championship game down at Auburn. 
Caleb, I don't know what he was. He had to have been eighth grade, ninth grade at that point. He was never going to play. Obviously, his older brother was going to play. But I watched him throw in warm-ups and thought, this kid's got a good arm. This kid's got a lot of talent. I don't know what he's like as a player because he's young and his, his older brother is stealing all the headlines right now. But this kid's going to be good. I can just tell watching his fundamental football right now. And he's doing it for Central Phoenix City. He, when I see highlights, when they played um, Opelika last week, I'd watch a highlight every now and then during the break in the action in our game. He looked really good. They won the game 38-7 to over a, a team that Auburn only beat by two points. Um, I like the way they're playing right now. They have two shutouts. They have four games, seven points or less. I think Central is the team to move on to the Super 7. As of right now, I think they get the win over Auburn. Like you said, they have Prattville, but it's Prattville at home. They get that win. Then it's Dothan and Oxford and on to the playoffs. And I don't know that anybody can beat Central right now the way they're playing out of the South. When they play a team like Thompson or Hoover, it's a different story. But I like, really like the way they're playing. I like what Patrick Nix is doing. And I think they're the best team in the Southern half. I wish Region 2 and Region 3 would work a deal to play Week 5 every year so that we could great. throw in some of these Centrals at Thompson or Auburn at Thompson and back and forth and, and throw in Hewitt Trustful and Hoover. You know, like Hoover took the step, went down there and played Prattville. That's a home-home series, so that's – that's interesting. Well, I'm, I would love to see if you're listening out there, 7A, Region 3 and 2. Y'all need to get together <laughs> and put uh, we're a week five on the books as a, as a, as a matchup. A uh, couple of milestones this year, uh, this week, John. Uh, the Aggies of Jackson beat Thomasville. The only reason I mention that, if you know anything about high school football, down that black belt, down Highway 11, Jackson and Thomasville are two rivals. They have met now uh, um, 94th time. I couldn't couldn't see my notes there. 94th meeting. You got to think how many years in a row that they have played. Aggies hold the lead 49-39 in a, in a six ties. But that's a, just a little milestone in the state of Alabama. Also, uh, Albertville. Uh, both teams being from Marshall County, Boaz and Albertville. Uh, they've been playing since 1952. That was their 81st meeting. So a couple of historic storied teams in the state of Alabama continue to play. My alma mater is not even 50 years old. They'll be 50 next next year at Homewood starting in 1972. So that blows my mind that these teams have been playing that long. It blows my mind Homewood's been playing Mount Brook and Vestavia their entire history of 49 years. I can't imagine these teams playing this long. All right, coming up this week, Thompson at Vestavia. That's where we'll be on the call, myself and Jerry. Jerry, where can they listen to that one? Uh, they can hear it at warriornationnetwork.org. You can listen for free. Of course, if you are a subscriber to the NFHS Network, then you can watch the game there. Philip Pritchard does a great job from Video Visions as he produces our games there on the Warrior Nation Network. So warriornationnetwork.org, Friday night. John and I go on the air at 640. We'll have all the recaps from all the games this week, and I'll have Bracketology finally done for 1A through 7A as we'll have enough region games. We'll have the majority of region games for every region done at this point so we can accurately kind of project where teams are going to be. We'll have all that for you and more right here on Next Round Preps.